BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CAPITAL200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome to My Life, My Choice, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Today is Wednesday, the 26th of July, 2000, and I was going to say 13, whoa, 2017, and the hour is 1 p.m. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and I will be your host for the next 60 minutes, maybe 90 minutes, or somewhere in between. My co-host, who you may have heard me saying, trying to say very quietly, hello, um, I was calling my co-host to see where she was at, and she was like, oh, I'm just getting on now, I'm just getting on now. So my co-host hopefully will be joining us here shortly. I know that she was actually working on a project, and I actually think that she really got caught up in the project, which really and truly is a, for me, truthfully, although guys, don't tell her I said this, though, it's a really good place to be because that means that you are moving in the flow Um, you know, everything's going right for you. You're moving in the flow. It was really funny because yesterday I, each week, for those of you who know me, um, first of all, for those of you who don't know me, my name, as I said, is Dr. Wendy Dearborn. I'm a choice expert and an intrinsic coach, in addition to many other things, um, holistic healer, that sort of thing. And what I do is I support people in finding clarity around what they want, So they then can find the steps to make it happen. I'm a true believer that everybody knows what they want. And I'm a true believer that everybody has the answers to every question that they have. They have the solutions to all the problems that they have. What they may lack is the know-how in doing that. Or, you know, how, how does meditation work? I usually use meditation. How does meditation work? They may know that they want to chill they want to relax. They may even know that the thing that they want to do is like, um, they, may, they, they, they got that, but they don't know the technicalities of it, but they know what they want to do, the intentions there. And so I assist and support people in, again, finding clarity around what they're wanting so that they can then create a plan that is theirs. It's devised by them. It's not somebody telling them what to do. It's devised by them so that they can actually go Go forth and do what it is that they say that they want to do. Woohoo! And that's what I'm talking about. So, guys, welcome to the show. Um, 
Oh, yeah, I started to say that um, my, my co-host, Olivia Lashley, who usually comes from London in the UK, actually, she's my younger sister. She's caught up in a project, yada, 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 said all of that. And uh, where I was going with this is yesterday I spoke with the ladies at Shade Tree, and each week I go and I speak with the ladies at Shade Tree. Shade Tree is a, a facility that uh, supports women who are displaced and... And this is for various reasons. And usually it's some sort of abuse has gone on, not for everybody, but for some. So it's for women who are displaced and their children. And as I've said before on the show, it also includes pets, which I think is really phenomenal because there are many women who will not leave an abused situation because they cannot take their pet with them. And they realize that if they they leave the pet in the situation, the pet's going to bear the brunt of the wrath of them them leaving and so they elect to stay so that being said um i was talking yesterday and before i went i was kind of hungry sort of thing and i was so involved in what i was doing and so caught up in what i was doing you know what i was speaking about the sharing and the content all that sort of stuff that when i actually finished i was driving back to my office and actually, I was driving back to my office and I thought, oh, I'm not even really hungry anymore. I got to my office and I started doing some other work. And then I actually looked at the time and I thought, you know, something, I'm not really hungry. And if, if I actually don't eat now, I'm not going to eat until I eat, eat my dinner. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, when you're doing something that you really, really want to do, when you're doing something that, um, you know, that, that, that you really, really want to do, it can definitely, it can definitely take, take your focus, or should I say, it can definitely take you to another place, to, to a, um, another level. And where I'm ta- what I'm talking about really is being in the vibe, being in the flow. And um, it's a really nice place to be, although, although it's really terrible when you're in the flow and you're late for your own radio show. It's just like amazing <laughs> to me. It's just like amazing, amazing. Hello, Olivia, darling. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine. I am good. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. I'm very, excellent. very, very excellent. Very well. Excellent. So, very we're well, both fine. Well. So, show continues. <laughs> hey, the show must go on. Because <laughs> no, I, I was actually saying, saying um, well, I won't tell you what I said, so, um, but... <laughs> Uh, that that you you know you're working on projects and you got caught up and so then I was mm. sort of saying that it's a really wonderful place to be sometimes because uh-huh. uh, it just it says that you're in the divine flow you know what I mean that everything falls away and you're yeah. in the divine yeah. flow and you're moving with it this this mm. that, that that rhythm you're moving with it and it's a wonderful place to be it mm. truly is mm. it truly is this is why people can work through the night and. They don't yeah. get tired until the 11th hour. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, the 11th mm-hmm, hour mm-hmm. says that, okay, enough flow. You need to recharge your batteries. <laughs> and you're like, no, oh, I just, I just want to get this out. And then you realize that you're really, really tired. and mm. But it's a good tired, you know. Yeah, it's it's yeah, a good tired. Yeah. And so, yeah. no, it's, 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 it's a like bit like when, It's a bit like when you have a crisis of some sort. You know, you're just going yeah. with it, doing what you need to do. It doesn't matter what happens. You just do it, do it, do it, do it. And then after everything's finished, everything's calm, peaceful, and that's usually when you crash. It's like, oh, exactly. you know, mentally, physically, just exhausted. Emotionally, the whole mm. night, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. 
So, but anyway, darling, um, just as a, a side thing, family thing here, did you get my email? No. No. Okay. Since I, 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 since, okay. No, since, 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 since you got since off the I, phone. So, yeah, since, I mean, I've just been doing bits and pieces, and I, I actually didn't look at my email until I went on to find a thing to come onto Blog Talk, and I actually didn't see it on there. I, I actually didn't see it on there. Okay. Because yeah. um, I, 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 well, there I were a lot of stuff. Cause... There were a lot of stuff. No, 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 no. This, this, this was just, just the um, literally. I'll make sure it went. Then, yeah. Oh, oh no, that's okay. not you. That's not right. you. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yes, it went. It left. It left okay. the building. It left the building. Yes. Um, no. I. I. No. There wasn't. Yeah, and in answer to your question, no. No. There wasn't. Okay. Um, but I. I changed things. I changed some stuff up. Okay. Right. I changed some okay. stuff up. But um, it's all there. But anyway, that was okay. family. That was family business, guys. Woo! Right. So, um, that being said, yes, all's good in my world. Moving, moving forward. Everything's moving forward. Um. Uh, how do I phrase this? Let's talk about what we're talking about. How well do you know yourself? And this is a real doozy, I think, for me. And as I said in the synopsis, this is a burning question that needs to be answered, and it really does need to be answered, especially if you want to use uh, the laws of attraction with any kind of conscious awareness. Um, and that's conscious awareness over getting what you want in life. You see, it's all too easy to rattle off you know how you know yourself. And basically, basically, people use the guidelines of their likes and dislikes to say that they know themselves. You know, the pet peeves, the things that make them laugh. You know, the, the, the advert, with, you know, advertising toilet paper with puppies and people cry and all those things that make you cry. And, you know, what has the power to scare you to death? You know, people, people are able, you are able to say these things about yourself. You know, you're able to say, say that you know what rhythms within music moves you and moves your soul, that you can find it moving in such a way that it energetically heals you. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel relaxed, that sort of thing. You know, and without exception, you know what inspires you to higher heights. Everybody does. You see, with an intimacy of self, no one can ever, ever know you and have a clear understanding of your idiosyncrasies and the things that make you quintessentially you than you. See, people may think that they know, but they don't. See, also, as I put in the synopsis, because I, I digress from the synopsis, there is so much more to life than what life is reflecting back to you. And of course, I'm saying that because life reflects to you the choices that you make. Life reflects to you the beliefs that you have. Life reflects to you the things that you have physically done. Life reflects these things back to you. So how well do you, um, do you know yourself and understand your intrinsic ability? And that's one of the things, let me just highlight that, um, your intrinsic ability. So I'll come back to that, make sure I come back to it. How, how well do you, do you know your, and understand your intrinsic abilities and how to use them? How to use them? How well do you know this? Because how well you know this will denote 
how well you can play the game of life, thereby manifesting what you want. You see, you come here with, and I call them latent talents. You come here with secret gifts, which are yours, guys. They are totally and utterly yours. You come here with these things. As we've said on the radio show numerous times, you know, you came here with a level playing field. You came here with everything that you needed and everything that you wanted and everything that you could want is already here. It's like a big jigsaw puzzle. You have to put the part in place. You have to put the part in place. And that, that, that's major because if, if, if you don't use and your latent talents, what I mean by latent talents, the talents that you may not even realize that you have. They're, they're, and I don't want to say they're hidden, but they're almost hidden talents. And they're hidden from you because really and truly you have not, and hear me clearly, I'm going to call it, you have not taken the time to explore and discover, yet these things have been made known to you. You know, recently I was talking to somebody and um, it was really ironic. They are definitely a caregiver. They're a caregiver. We were having a conversation and prior to us having our conversation, um, she had been assisting uh, another another woman in um, being able to walk. She was having problems walking. And while she actually was speaking to me, Two other women started to assist, and you could see she was like a mother hen. She was looking to make sure that they were holding her correctly and they weren't going to lo- let her drop. And I started laughing, and I said to her, you know something, you are truly a caregiver. And have you ever thought about, um, you know, expanding upon this in a professional way, in a professional way? And she said, well, no. She said, you know, I came up with my grandmother, and this is just what I did. This is what we do, you know. And my thing was, yeah, you could do this and actually get paid for it. Do you enjoy it? And she said, yes. Yeah, and you could see. It was written all over. For me, it was all in her aura. And it it was really funny because she looked at me, and she bent down, and she hugged me, and she said, you know something, I really love you. Thank you. (laughs) And I'm not sure what that meant. I don't know if she had a moment of clarity. Because what I pointed out to her is, I said, look at you. I said, you're not even paying attention to me. You're you're, you're looking at them to make sure they do right. You you want to be on point in case something happens and you can really help her. And you could see she's gentle and patient and all this sort of jazz. And so it's my hope that she takes the ball. This, anyway, go, go, let me, let me uh, segue back into where I was going with this, is that this is, for her, a latent, i.e. maybe a, a hidden talent, perhaps a secret gift that she has to, to, to make people feel safe when they are in a, a, a place of 
a vulnerability. Because quiet as it's kept how she was standing, where she was first standing, she didn't see the lady kind of looking over her shoulder, looking for her. Although the other two were helping her. But they didn't have that same kind of energy. This is what I mean. You might be good at, at talking to people. You might be good at listening to people. You might be good at soothing babies or creating food that helps people or just um, making people laugh or, you know, just being able to allow people to sit and just be. Well, you know, you don't have to have conversation. The conversation uh, or, or the interaction is beyond words. But the fact that you can just sit and be and just relax and, and just, just, you know, commune with self. There are so many gifts, and everybody comes here with latent talents and, late, and secret gifts. I truly do believe that. I truly do believe that. And that's part of knowing who you are. You know what your likes and dislikes are. You know what your emotional triggers are. We all know that. You know, you know that somebody will put the spoon down and it'll send you out into Mars or, you know, you, you go, you, you know, it'll send you out into orbit, you know. Um, and it, you know that about yourself. But what many people don't know about themselves is the talents that they have. And as I said, the secret gifts that will assist and support them in getting what they want. So one of the things that I want to talk to you guys about today is perhaps finding ways to tap into that. And having a greater understanding of who you are. So, so you know yourself better. And as I started out saying, nobody will ever know you as well as you know yourself. So don't believe, don't believe that. Don't believe the hype that people are telling you that they know what's right for you. They don't. Mm -hmm. They don't know what's right for you. Yeah, because one of the things you were saying about, one of the things you were saying a little while ago was about um, you know someone knowing you really really well, but I always think it's a little bit dangerous to get caught up in the height of them, in the hype of them actually knowing yeah. you. You you believe in it completely. You know this person knows you because you yourself you change from moment to moment. Every experience that you have, you know, you walk out the door and you know you see a dog running down the road or something like. Every experience that you have actually changes changes you as a person. You know that dog running running down the road. It might have reminded you of this, that, that, and the other. And you know there's a whole there's a whole slew of things that sort of like emotionally that you're attached to that actually that 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 um, experience recalls and in that moment you actually change you, your perspective exactly. of everything actually changes so that the other person may know you in ways that maybe no one else does because they've actually linked the dots they've put some puzzle pieces together but because you change you know with every experience you have um they can never know you to, they can know you to a certain extent. So sometimes we can actually be held in bond because we think someone knows us. And instead of it's sort of like we rely on the fact that they know us instead of like relying on who we are, of actually knowing ourselves and knowing what, you know, what, 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 kind of like what we should do what, what well not we should do what we feel we need to do and blah 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 mm -hmm. we rely on that person because that per we think oh that person knows me let me ask them instead of sort of like saying okay well what is it that I want to do for me so it's mm -hmm. a good it's a nice thing it's a comforting thing when someone actually 
believes that they know you, but we can actually get into um, a scenario where we rely on that person's ability to know us. But because we change from moment to moment, what they know, what they knew an hour ago, you as a person an hour ago, isn't necessarily who you are, you know, in two hours' time. So it's important to remember that, you know, it's only a perspective that they have of you. It's not, you know, it's the, the only solid hard fact of you is you and what you know exactly. about you what everyone else knows it's just most of the time it's a perspective you know exactly. it, it's, it's not and it's not something cast in stone exactly and that's well said Livia it's their perspective and it's always their perspective of you this is why one of my huge pet peeves is that people I mean out there guys you need to do your own due diligence not just because the book said so, and this includes the spiritual books that you may read, including the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, or anything like that. Not just because it says so means that it is so. So it's paramount that you do your own due diligence. And your own due diligence is taking what you have seen, taking what you have heard, and running it through your filter system and talking to yourself. Literally, does that sound right to you? Does it sound right to me, is what I'm saying. Does this sound right to me? Could this really have happened this way? Could this really have happened this way? Or, or, or really even if we... it's... Sorry, go on. No, go ahead, love. I was going to say, even if it's not like uh, figuring out whether it's correct or not, whether it could have happened, but regardless of that, how does it actually reflect your life at this particular moment in time? You know, that's, that's, I mean, I would say if you are reading something, you're drawn to it for, for a specific reason. And invariably, from my perspective, it's, um, it's trying to tell you, you're trying to show yourself something. Invariably, you're trying to show yourself something about what you're going through at this particular moment in time. The emotional and the emotional correspondence you can find in whatever you're reading. And invariably, it's giving you, um, in a way, it's, it's leading you to uh, the finish line. It's leading you to an answer um, of a question that you've asked. Well, it might be the other way around, but we'll go into that. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. so, so it's, it's really important to, to, to get something out of it from your perspective, particularly of what you're going through at that specific moment in time, you know, the emotions that you're mm-hmm. feeling at that particular moment in time. is really, really important because you can take it as a face value, or you can take it as, you know, someone else has interpreted it for you. But then you're not getting it, what you need out of it. You're getting what they needed out of it. And there's exactly. a big difference. Exactly. Actually, I was um, uh, talking recently um, with a friend and they were saying that uh, that they were, um, and this is my understanding, that they were attending this this new organization uh, based on the fact of how how they they actually really teach you the bible mm-hmm. well in my in my opinion we play for bravery we play for big hearts in tiny bodies we play for the fighter within we play for life reclaimed disease in remission stories rewritten We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. 
at JCPenney's Memorial Day Sale, sizzling deals are on with store-wide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupon. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. The Bible isn't something that can be taught to you. The mm. Bible is something that is a living, breathing thing. Mm. The Bible, it's not something that you, you are living the Bible every day, and you're living it every day because you are alive. Mm. And the God, the God presence is within you. And I find it really scary when, when mm. people stand up in a podium and say, I'm going to teach you um, the right way to, to view the Bible. Well, yeah. who died and left your ass in charge? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Who, who, no, who, no, who said right. that you're, you're right. the right way? Yeah. And because you see, when people th- buy into this, go ahead, mm-hmm. love. No, I'm say, and the thing is, you know, if you take that out, uh, you look at it from a different perspective, you know, and you say, okay, well, when I was five, what did like a fluffy, you know, elephant or a fluffy toy mean, mean to me compared to what it would mean to you now? Now. So, yeah, so it, you, it like... Like Wendy was saying, with things like um, the Bible and what have you, 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 for me, from my perspective, you have to move with it. You know, you can't stay as a child in it. You actually have mm-hmm. to move with it, with it, within it as an adult. So you take from it what you need. Not, not you don't take from it what you needed when you were a child. You take from it what you need now in your reality, in in the age that you are now. Uh, because I find a lot of um, you know the way that, particularly the Bible. I don't know. I don't know really the Quran or the, the Torah or anything. But um, it's from my, from my perspective, and with the greatest respect, it hold, it keeps people as children, people hold, yeah. as spiritual children, yeah. instead of actually yeah. spiritual adults. Allowing you know, because they're all, they're, the yeah, always you you're always sort of like in a fluffy tumor, as opposed to I don't know maybe a real elephant whatever it is that you'd have as an adult. But you say that um, the other day when um, uh, last week Ella Ella came for dinner and we were looking, something we looked at and she said, as an adult, she said to me, because she's 17, right? She said, I didn't realize that when you go to see a, a, um, a, a kid's movie, Mm-hmm. But it had so much adult content yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she yeah. said it's only, I wouldn't say it's, it's only, well, I, it must have been recent enough that she was thinking about it to, to actually say anything. Mm-hmm. And she there's something that flashed up on the TV and she said, because she was, believe me, she ate and she was laid out on the couch getting ready to go to sleep. <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, I didn't realize, as I just said, that, um, you know, like, Movies like that had so much adult content. And I said, yes, darling. Otherwise, parents wouldn't be able to hang. It would be like hearing, I love you, you love me. You know, yeah, Barney yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. that purple thing mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. You know, parents were really distressed behind that. Right? <laughs> they were distressed behind that. And 
this is what it's needed. This is like when you were saying what you were saying. This is what is needed. You know, um, as as the word says, there's a time to put away childish things. I believe that's what's said in the word. There, there, there comes a time when you have to put aside childish things. And part of that is, for me, taking the, um, taking the steps to truly know yourself instead of being told who you are. Instead of being told who you are. You know, I've got a, a girlfriend, by her name's Rain, Rain Thomas. And um, she's, she's a blues singer. Right, she's a blues singer, amongst other things. She's an author, blues singer, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rain has a really eclectic style of dressing. She looks like a cross between Ugly Betty and I don't even know. Um, uh, was it what? What's Twizzle? There you go. <laughs> I don't know about Americans if they know Twizzle, but she, honest to God, she and you know this, it suits her. Not that Ugly mm. Betty's uh, style was wrong, because I kind of like, she, it was very eclectic and very, mm. very her. And mm. this is, this is Rain. Rain. Rain's like that. I mean, there was stuff that I would see, Olivia, and I'm like, that's Rain. And or she'll come in somewhere and I'm like, oh, my God. She's got on a, a re, re-thing tutu, um, striped uh, leggings, and blah, blah, blah. High heels, crop jacket, yada yada yada, and a headband with a with a dress, and she looks put together. Mm-hmm. It is so her. And you see, this is this is what I like. She, you know, the the the, the um, and I have no doubt that she would look well in a Coco Chanel suit or something like that. She could wear it well, but this style is her. She knows herself. She knows herself. And this is this is what I'm I'm saying to people. It's really important to know yourself. I so think, and say, also I say she knows herself, but also allows herself because I think a lot of times we do know ourselves, but we don't allow ourselves because we, don't give we think the about permission. Yeah, that's right. Because because we think of oh, what what's this person going to think? You know, how will you know, the man you know? who lives five doors down for you, doesn't give up two hoots, how's he going to, you know, react to this, that or the other. And um, I think that's what we do. We don't allow ourselves, we don't give ourselves the permission to actually be us. We're always thinking about how others are going to interpret what it is. And they're going to interpret it anyway. They can interpret it their own way anyway. That's, That's what they can do because they have their own experience. They have their own reality. Exactly, which which leads to the thing. If you're all huffy and angry and bent out of shape about something, that person's gone on their merry little way. You know what? I'm like, I just go skipping. Hey, I'm done. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm done. And you're here thinking and wondering, and at, 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 you know, at, with the greatest respect, most people don't care, mm-hmm. or they don't care long enough. But we allow these things to impact our world. And there's a, for a variety of reasons we do this. And a lot of this comes from um, uh, wanting, uh, uh, it comes from the psychological thing of being part of a group and the need mm. to belong. 
And as I've said this before, and I'll keep saying this, this is something that is intrinsic to us based on the fact that we have soul clusters that we belong to. It's very natural from a, an essential part of us, from the spiritual part of us, to be with other spiritual beings. And so therefore we incarnate here. And this is something that we look for intrinsically, whether we know it or not. Now, your soul cluster, and we've spoken about this, might, might be nice to readdress that, actually, but your soul cluster might comprise of two people. It might, might comprise of ten people or a thousand people. But soul cluster we do have, and we understand the need to be, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, attached mm. to a group. And as a result, as a result, we are then, I say, sometimes exploited by the powers to be who understand this. Mm. And we've spoken about this on the show before, you know, how advertising, advertising, it truly does exploit. Mm. And then when they can't get you through advertising, then they they make things obsolete. As Mm. you spoke about earlier today, you know, speaking about the thing and it planned obsolescence. Mm. And so they make things obsolete. So, It forces your hand if you want to be a part of this or use this technology, you're going to have to upgrade it. Mm. You're going to have to upgrade it. We've kind of like... Gone, want, If you want to have, like like one of my girlfriends, um, she had a flip phone and yeah, baby, uh, uh, not you, Shirley. I ain't talking about you, Shirley, girl. Um, (laughs) One of my other girlfriends, she had a flip phone and Olivia, I swear to God, that thing had sellotape on it or tape on it and all of this. <laughs> and she told me, she looked in my face, I think for about three years, I was like, girl, you need to get a phone. And her kids kept saying to her, they, they're grown, they wanted to buy her a phone for Christmas. And she, she just didn't want one. She'd be texting, pushing A, 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 A. like, oh, my God. <laughs> but what happened, they, they moved to a new home. And they've they've done the um, the multi generational. They're doing a multi multi generational home. So the, you know you've got um, the grandparents, you've got the the mom, the daughter, the great grandkids, you know grandkids, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So every everybody's doing, doing the multi generational home thing. And they had the um, like like we've got the security system, and of course you need a phone. You need an Android phone or a smartphone or whatever to actually get the best out of the system because you use your phone to monitor what, who's coming to the door and what's going on outside. And so she had to get a new phone. She had to get a new phone. And Olivia, every time I said she's moaning about the phone, but she's always on it. <laughs> she's on it, she's checking Julie, she's doing this, doing that. She, she's she always on it. Oh, let's see who came to the door. Oh, okay, that was my son-in-law. Okay, he's standing there kind of a long time, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so she's always on it. But in order for her to participate in this particular thing, she had to upgrade. She had to, and she had to do something really and truly that she really, really didn't, she wasn't too enthused about doing it. Because as she said, my phone actually works really well. <laughs> my phone works really, really well. And she was happy with it. So that that being said, guys, rolling this round back to Liz, what were you going to say? Do you remember? Um, 
I think I was it was it was talking about um what uh, what advertising and what other people think and I uh, you were saying you know like um you'd be sitting there thinking about uh what what's 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 gone down with someone the other person is sort of like just on their merry way living their life doing whatever mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think um like when that happens we we tend to think that um we're not functioning we're not functioning as we're not functioning brilliantly within the social norms mm-hmm. you know because i think we're really really hard on ourselves and that's why um we care about you know we care about things like advertising and about what other people think because it feels like we are not functioning brilliantly within the social norms uh mm-hmm. But the thing is, I don't know because I don't, I don't per se. I mean, yeah, there are things that I look at and I think they're heinous, and they, you know, I, I can't understand why they happen. But invariably, mm-hmm. whatever we do is right for the mo- for that moment in time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, I mean, and, and I'm talking about myself. It's hard to think. It's hard not to care what other people think. Uh, because we do want to be seen as, you know, functioning, functioning on the, the to the best of our ability and to every, usually better than anyone else's ability to, you know, within the, within the society that we live in. So it is, it is a hard thing, but it's very, very, um, it's actually a codependent, <laughs> it's a codependent it uh, um, method of, in emotion, because it, it means it's very hard to progress you're sort of like depending on, you know, A, B, C, and D, you know, and we're talking about people here, not, 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 <laughs> not things. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm, something, something mm-hmm. stupid went through my mind. Yeah, so it, 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 mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. But it's very, um, it's like putting a block in your own way kind of thing. You know, you want to, you want to turn left and you get out and you put, you, you know, you roll a boulder from a mile away right into front of your car and then you sit back in your car and wonder why you can't get, get down the road it's that kind of thing. <laughs> and that's exactly Liz, that, that that's a brilliant analogy of putting up your own blocks and or self-sabotage you're driving down the road and you put a big old boulder, you roll a boulder there and you get in your car and you look at it like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> Wonderful. And that sabotage. Love that, sis. Love that. Love it, love it, love it. Love it. Um, that that being said, a lot of people actually do that, Liz. A lot of people do that. And they do that in regard to, let's phrase it this way, knowing themselves at a level and not knowing themselves at another level. Mm-hmm. And when I say mm-hmm. that, people people put up blocks and boulders, and sometimes those blocks and boulders need to be put up. But people more often than not will throw up a block or a boulder because, of course, they're afraid of what's, de- what's down the yeah, road. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And in, in Instead of finding mechanisms or coping mechanisms, as you say, you know, Olivia, to, to okay, what, what does it look like for me to go just another 100 yards? What does it look like for me just to go another 100 yards? Or what is the breaking point? What, what, what's the deal breaker? What's the thing that I'm most afraid of? What, you know, what does that look like? So that you have an idea of 
getting your fears in check so that you can keep moving down the road. And if you actually meet this, then you know that your fear has been realized and or it's been realized, but I've come this far. I'm not going to let this bother me. Or I'm going to mm. be scared, but I'm going to keep going. Mm. You have, you, mm. You'll have options. You'll have options. You see, one of, one of the biggest things that people do, live is try to know other people. Try to know who somebody else is. And we do this, and we do this consistently and continuously. And at the end of the day, when things go down, people look at you and they'll say, damn, I never really knew that person at all. Mm. No, you didn't. Mm. No, you didn't. Because the bottom line is, you've spent all this time externally trying to figure out who all these people are around you instead of taking at least 75% of that time in within, excuse me, instead of taking 75% of the time and going within to discover who you are, or better yet, to discover other facets of who you know yourself to be. Mm. You know, when, 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 you know, guys, when you say to yourself, wow, and you say it to yourself, not somebody else, you say to yourself, wow, I didn't know I could do that. You've just learned something about yourself. This is why, for me, it's really important that people actually keep a success journal. Or, as I've spoken about in the, uh, the, 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 the Hour of Power, you write down your successes. Write them down. And, guys, let me say this. While I think having kids is a success because I couldn't have them. So while I think that's a success, that isn't your only success in life. That's not your only success. You know how many people I say that to, Libby, and they say, oh, no, it's having my kids. Okay, so what else? What else? What else have you done? Oh, no, you know, blah, 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 blah. da 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 you know, when I coached Little League and then, um, you know, I helped, um, you know, people, uh, Special Olympics or people with special needs, yada, 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 and blah, 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 blah. These are other things that make you who you are. So I think it's so important to have a success journal and you write down all your accomplishments, even uh, even down to, you know, something I said I was going to finish this, and I didn't finish it. I had it on the back burner, so much so that it was collecting dust and everything. But I've revamped it. I've re, you know, I've re, I've rekindled it. Write it down. The kindling has been lit. It's a success. It's a win. You see, far too often we use other people's yardsticks yeah. to measure ourselves by, to tell us. Who we are. They don't know you. They don't know you. They've never known you and they don't know you. And quite as it's kept, you show people what they want you to know. And people will show you what they want you to know. And this is why I say to people, when somebody is showing you something about themselves 
and they're telling you something about themselves. You need to take them at face value. You need to take them at face value because they are telling you who they are. Now that might not it, it it might not show up this year next year, but I guarantee it will show itself in some form at some stage during whatever relationship you have. So it's vitally important to take people at face value. The other thing is, the flip side of the coin to this also is, don't create lies in your head about other people. Don't do that. Stop that. You see, because those lies that you are creating inside of your head are really about you and how you're viewing life. Does that make sense to you, Olivia? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, so, because I'm always saying, don't become someone, someone else's lie or belief or thought about you. In the same way, you flip that script. Stop thinking the things that you're thinking about other people. Because they, they're your perceptions about what's going on inside of you and about what you want for you. So don't push it off onto them. You see, knowing yourself is about owning your life. Knowing yourself is about taking responsibility, ownership, and accountability for everything that you do, for every word that comes out of your mouth, for every thought that you think. It's about you taking ownership of your life. You can't know yourself without taking ownership of your life. You can't know yourself without giving yourself for the life that you feel that you have created or wrongly create, created. As I always say, people cannot make you feel a way. Only you can feel a way. They cannot make you feel any way. You choose how you feel emotionally. You get to choose that. And while, while I'm on the subject, oh dear, how do I phrase this? While, while I'm on the subject, You cannot care about anybody more than you care about yourself. You cannot care about anybody more than they will allow you to. To think that you can care about them more than they care for themselves or more than they allow you to is absolutely ludicrous. And I know there are many people out there who say they don't agree with me. But you cannot care for somebody more than they care for themselves. You can't, and you cannot care for somebody more than you care for you. Where I'm going with this, water will always find its own level. Water, if there's a level, water will find it. It will not go beyond that level. It's impossible. So you cannot care for anybody more than you care for yourself and more than that person will allow you to. Does that make sense, Liv? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say, you know, to be able to care, you can only care for someone as you know how to. And I forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> it's funny, a little while ago, I was thinking, oh, actually, my memory is getting a lot better on the show. But um, yeah, 
I'll have to come back to it. There, there was some other stuff though. Um, you were saying about uh, doing your success journal. I think that's what you what mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. being and I was thinking, you know, to be things, little things that we do, you know, to actually be proud of ourselves. You know, we're taught mm-hmm. not to be proud of ourselves because it's yes. sinful or it's conceited or blah, whatever it is. Um, but it's really important to recognise you. You know, to give yourself mm-hmm. recognition and to be proud. And also, I think, to thank yourself for being yes. who you, you are. Say that. It's really important. It always is. The, 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 the simple thing of acknowledging you, owning your life, the acknowledgement for the good, the bad, mm. the ugly, the happy, the sad, acknowledging what mm. you have done. This puts you in a, a place of power. It also allows you to know who you are. It, it also it, it, allows... It, it, I was going to say, it is, it is important um, for the good, bad, and sort of like the indifferent. But I, I think um, we're really hard on ourselves. You know, the internal dialogue that we have going on in our head is usually really, really hard on ourselves. So I think it's really important to actually do the things that you feel good about. I mean, there are other ways of sort of like saying thank you, um, you know, for things that you, you know, you're not happy about. And, and one of the ways you're actually saying it in is there like if you're actually prepared to you know do the internal sort of like dialogue with yourself to actually figure out you know how this problem or whatever it is can be solved but the good things i think it's really important to say you know thank you thank you thank you you know i would say to myself thank you olivia thank you um it's, i think it's really important it it it, it, it and it does feel weird at first <laughs> don't get me wrong mm-hmm. because we're not we're not used to doing it but we're not trying to after after a while when you say it it's like for me it's like there's an energy shift i feel mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. I feel better because mm-hmm. I think I've recognized myself. You know, I've recognized mm-hmm. what I have done or what I have achieved. And the other thing I was, I had notes on was when you said about taking people at face value, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it, and it's actually in re, regardless of sort of like what state of mind they're in. Because, you know, you can have people um, who are really and, um but they still... Even in their depression, depressed people mm-hmm. can say some very extremely profound things. You know, mm-hmm. some really, mm-hmm. they, they, they're quite in touch with, you know, their spirituality. So even mm-hmm. in that instance, it's still okay to take someone at face value. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because people will say to you, no, um, they're not in their right mind. Well, who said they're not? Mm. Because this is not how they normally act. Hmm. By whose standard? How can you say they're not acting in their right mind? Mm. Because it's not the norm, not considered the norm. Um, mm. it, they're, 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 they're now considered, because they've gone outside the box, they're, they're considered to be different. Mm. Their actions are different because they're not going with the flow. But the flow that they've chosen is their flow. And mm. it becomes their new normal. It becomes their new normal. So when it comes to how well you know yourself, what I'm saying to you is don't take the external life that you have created, 
the, the, the reflection of that as your truth because that changes daily. Mm-hmm. And you know it changes daily because, you know, them same jeans that you fit in when you were in high school, <laughs> you can't really fit in them anymore. And if you do, they just don't fit right because of how your body has shaped differently. They just don't fit right. And so, therefore, know that as you change, as you grow, things change, change. The external, the externalities of life, they change. And so it is from an internal perspective that you get to know yourself. And, again, as this, is, this, this year is as this year's all about um, you having a dialogue, I go back to the point of you need to talk to yourself. You need to have an honest, fun-loving, um, serious, hardcore, raw conversation with self about self. And this, this isn't about bringing other people into the conversation. This is about having a conversation with just you, the me, myself, and I. The me, myself, and I. You see, you don't need anybody else to tell you how to live your life. You may think that you do, but you don't need anybody else to tell you how to live your life. So take that, take that out of the equation. My thing to you is, what does it look like, feel like, sound like, taste like, smell like for you to live the life that you say that you want to live? Not what society dictates. You know, you need 2.5 kids and, you know, and a dog. You know, what the hell is 2.5 kids? Where the other half? What is that? Where's the other half? You know, how that works? You know, statistician, 2.5 kids. Oh, really? Be like my man on, um, we call this thing, Game of Thrones. (laughs) 2.5 kids. Yeah. I mean, it, it, no, no, guys. The time now is about you taking your life back. The time now is about you making choices for self. You know, people do things because they feel they, they are duty-bound to do them. If you feel so inclined, but at some, some point, that duty-bound turns into resentment. And I hear this. Every day in my practice, I hear this every day in my practice, that people have done things because they're duty-bound, and then they're pissed off because it's not gone the way that they wanted it to go, and they don't, it's not gone the way that it's want, they wanted it to go because they knew to themselves that they didn't want to do it, but they did it anyway. Because the man down the street would have felt thought better than the man, blah, 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 blah. Yes, you could do it, and then you suck it up, and, and, and you make it work. Most, things, most people can make anything work. But why would you choose to make it work, to, to put that boulder in front of you, and then figure out if you're going to dig a tunnel under it, if you're going to climb over it, if you're going to take dynamite and explode it out the way, or if you're going to turn around, go back and find another way. Why do that when you don't have to? You see, one of the shows we did here is about saying no. And for me, that's one of the biggest, the biggest, 
crimes perpetrated against mankind is the inability to say no and feel okay with it. Because most people don't. Because you're not taught that. We're not taught that. We're taught to accommodate. We're taught to accommodate. You know, yesterday, last night, um, one of my friends, she was saying to me, and it, it was really profound, we were talking, and she sort of said to me, you know, one thing that I learned about the relationship, because her and her um, hubby or what have you, her, actually her fiancé, their, their relationship dissolved. They had been together for many, many years, nearly 15 years, and the relationship dissolved. And she said, one of the, the greatest things that she, she learned about this is there's a difference between compromise within a relationship and compromising yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's huge. I was like, you go, girl, that's profound. Huge difference. And you see, when you know yourself, based on experiences that you have, when you know yourself, and this is alluding to what you were saying before, Olivia, when you know yourself or take the time to um, mm, take the time to analyze an experience that you had, you will come to, you'll come to realization, you'll come to realization that for you will move mountains. You'll come to realizations that will move mountains for you because that's huge. For her, that's huge. The difference between being, uh, between compromising within a relationship and compromising self. So when things happen to you, this is where I'm going with this, when things happen to you, no, they're not always pleasant. Things that are happening around you may not be pleasant. What you can do for yourself is ask you, ask yourself, at this moment in time, what is this showing me? What is this situation telling me about me? And people are always like, it's not always about you, Wendy. Well, I tell you what, if I am in it, then it's all about me. And people will always say that it's not always all about you. Well, how the hell is it not about me? It's it's a great experience. Who was brave enough to say, to say that to you? Yeah, no. You know, actually, no one, darling. No, nobody. Okay. Nobody, because you know I'd be, I'd be rising up like Phoenix out of damn ashes. How are you going to tell me that I'm in this situation and it's not all about me? It's my experience. And then you see people, what people do with that say, face, no, it's not, no, truly, it's not all about me. What I think doesn't matter. What I think about this situation doesn't matter, but it does matter because it's impacting you. It's impacting you, so it does matter. Now, people, everybody has their experiences, and so they come to the table, you know, showing themselves in this light and that light. And yes, I do believe that sometimes you you need to, uh, what would you say, uh, sometimes you may want to, not need to, you may want to make allowances for how the person's showing up. You know, they might have this happen in life, that happen in life, you know, yada, yada, yada. You know, somebody might have recently lost a leg or something like that. And so they're showing up differently. And so you make allowances for that, but you don't make excuses 
for it. It doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't excuse bad behavior in in as it pertains to you. But you make you can't make allowances for that. And in making allowances, you then have to make sure that you are still where you want to be, or should I say, you you have to make sure that you still are um, in integrity with who you within that allowance. Does that make sense, Liv? Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you still you, you you have to make sure that you're still you're still you still holding integrity, and not capitulating and saying, "Oh well, you know, um, he or she they lost their leg, so I'll let them treat me like crap because I feel sorry that they lost their leg." When 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 the doctor tell you should I stop eating carbs because you have diabetes. <laughs> That's not my fault. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm seriously. No, and I'm really serious. It's not my fault that you are in the predicament that you are in. And for me to take that on or allow um, you to impact my life in a way that it now starts, um, it starts impacting my quality of life, my health, my emotion. No, you are choosing to do that. Know yourself. And in knowing yourself, it's about you being authentic. It's about you being able to say, this, this doesn't work for me, or this works for me, or I can do this. However, there needs to be changes in this direction. Knowing yourself is your job. Knowing yourself, like knowing what you want to do in life, is the hardest work you're ever going to do here. Knowing yourself will allow you to use your latent talents, to use your your secret gifts, to achieve the highest heights of your potential, to achieve whatever it is that your purpose is. And everybody here has a purpose. Everybody. You just weren't born just because. That's not how that works. We are an intergalactical human spiritual puzzle we are a network this is why as they say with the butterfly effect if if a butterfly flies it um beats its wings in um we call it the australia we may well have depending on how hard it beats its wings or soft we may well have a tsunami here or we might have a breeze blow over here that's how connected we are, guys, in the physical at any rate. And we are connected beyond the physical. Knowing yourself is your responsibility. Knowing yourself is your ownership to life. Knowing yourself is what you are accountable for. You can go through life, you know, I don't know, you can, you, you, you can go through life, you know, just being dragged along. If this is what you want. See, the ultimate thing about knowing yourself, it comes down to choice. You get to choose. You get to choose. So one of the things that I would like to throw out there is simply this. What are the things that you do that make you happy? You do 
that make you happy. Not what you've been told to do. Not what you um, you expect you have to do. Not what you're doing as a duty. But the things, as my girlfriend Foster says, the things that just make your heart sing. What makes you happy? For me, it is the sharing of knowledge. And it's the sharing of knowledge. It's a nice bonus when people get it. But for me, it's simply the sharing of knowledge. The knowledge as I see it. It's when people accept this knowledge and they do their own due diligence. Don't believe it because I've said it. Believe it because it rings, it resonates within you. And that resonation within you, it, it, it takes you to a place where you need to be. It takes you to having a greater understanding of yourself. And I can't do that. Only you can do that. So what, what makes me jazz is disseminating the information. So I'm asking you guys, what is it that you are doing that makes your heart sing? What makes you feel jazzed? You know, is it, is it getting the family together every once in a while or once, once a year? So that those that don't speak throughout the year, they come together and they commune and they talk and they laugh and they catch up and they go, is this what makes your heart sing? Because, guys, that's a latent talent. That's a secret gift. You were placed there for a reason, family for a reason. And if this is one of the things that you do and you do well, it's a talent and it's a secret gift. Know yourself. And then own it and claim it. And you see, once you own stuff and you claim it, it might be other families that you might be able to assist and support who are looking for this. So does that make, am I making sense, Liv? Olivia? I'm sorry, I had turned my microphone off. Um, I was talking all that time. I wondered why you were talking over me. (laughs) No, I'm only joking. (laughs) I'm joking, I'm joking. Um... Yes, yes, it does make sense. It does make sense. I have to be honest and put my hands up and say um, I was a little distracted because I was writing. A thought came to me and I, I was um, I was writing. I was trying to get it. You know, you just got to get things out sometimes. And I needed I needed to write it out. So that's what it was. Um, it was it was kind of random because it, it wasn't really anything about it <laughs> about what we're talking about. Well, not kind of kind of ish. Um, and it's funny because um, it was a, a thought about laughter. And you said this happens quite often. I'll write something and then you'll say it a couple of seconds later because um, you said about laughing with your family and what have you. Um, mm-hmm. And what what actually came to me was that when we laugh, we're actually loving ourselves in that moment but you know the thought that um you had about what someone said or the program or the event that's not what's making you that's what was making you laugh the thought that you were having your thought your thought not someone else's your thought because if it was the event then everyone else in the world would find it funny okay so it has to be the thought that you had about it and Laughing, sorry, my writing's got really, uh, when, when you laugh, um, when, yeah, when you're laughing, 
the thought that you have, whatever it is you're laughing for, that, right, that thought is accepted without any judgment whatsoever. It's just accepted when you laugh at something. So in that respect, you actually know what a cl- the clarity of thought feels like if you laugh. You know what the clarity of thought feels like. And you also know that you love yourself. Laughter is the audible uh, and the physical manifestation of the, that you, the love that you have for self. So, I mean, it, it, so it, I, mean I, I don't know why the thought came to me, but it was, um, it was uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, so um, I mean, oh, the, bottom, oh. the bottom line is, sorry, Wentz, the bottom line is that you can and you do love yourself. You show it to yourself when you actually laugh and you can have clarity of thought because you laugh. And I think that's um, why you know, like some sorry, wins. You know, like I don't kind of going on. Uh, you know, like sometimes someone would be really sad or whatever, you know uh, down mm-hmm. in the dumps, and um, mm. then you you might say something and you see them smile. I think that's why we actually feel good about that because we can see that person is actually loving themselves. I think on some mm-hmm. level we know we know what it means. Mm-hmm. But maybe it just never, um, it's the first time I've ever thought about it, literally. And that's because I, I don't know why that came up. But yeah, anyway, I'm done. Okay. All right. Well, um, that being said, you know, like loving, laughter and loving yourself, I can definitely see that, Liv. I, and I've never thought about it myself, you, know, mm. you saying that. But I can definitely see because when you speak about laughter and people laugh, if they don't have anything internally that they can attach to, mm. if somebody's making a joke, they won't find yeah. it funny. Exactly. But whatever they attach to it, it, it pertains to them. And they can look at it in such a way that it's okay. You know, it, 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 it's okay. You know, like like proverbially, I don't, I don't know, I can't remember who it was, if it was Eddie Murphy. I'm going to say it was... Uh, it was either Eddie Murphy or Richard Pryor. I can't remember which. I can't remember which comedian. Sinbad, one of them, them dudes. And, you know, they were talking about, you know, you know, your mum takes off a slipper or a shoe and she throws it at you. And the slipper or the shoe is like a homing pigeon because it's a bend round corners. And, you know, or it, it, that, that made me laugh because I thought yeah. about mum. Mum wicked yeah. with that. I mean, mum, yeah. and it made me laugh. You know, mm-hmm. it made me laugh because I I could relate. I could see myself. She hit me dead center in my back, and my hands just fly back there, <laughs> and they just fly back, you know. And then the the, the walk back to her with uh, bring bring me back my slipper, and you keep wondering if she's flat when when you get closer and you can't throw the slipper at her. That's not gonna work, right? And, <laughs> no, it's not. That's not gonna work. But you see, yeah, I know you love it. You had the experience. No, you know, I didn't. I, I, I didn't have the experience. I remember. I, I think. I mean, this is the first time I thought of it in ages. But I think I, rem- I remember Mum saying to you, "Bring my slipper back." <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't recall ever doing that to me. You don't recall that? Yeah, that happened to you, Olivia. 
Don't even it, make it. Ha- no, no, seriously, I can't recall it. I can't recall it at all. I know. I, and yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> I, I would be surprised if it didn't happen to you, Liv. I mean, you got away with you got away with a lot of stuff being the baby. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, 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 mum, mum definitely. No, and, and no, Liz, it happened to all of us. It happened to all of us. It re- it really did. Okay. It okay. happened to all of us. Um, in your, in because your, I, from I, your perspective, in your world, in your reality, <laughs> it wasn't just you. <laughs> no, because, you know how, no, because I always used to feel bad when you guys got told off and all this stuff. And did I do, you? I remember that. Yeah. You, well, ne- you never know. showed <laughs> From my perspective, you never showed it. <laughs> there was always, there's always this element of glee on your face. <laughs> you see, you see, it's all about perspective, guys. And you hear this conversation. Mm. This is childish conversation, and it's it's all about perspective. It is all about perspective. But no, Mum did that with all of us, Liz. Okay. Are you included? Mm. But when when you came along, she kind of wound down with that. She just, mm. I think, she couldn't be. It was like. And I don't mm. mean bothered with the raising. I think she realised it just didn't. It, it, it was. It was not functional. <laughs> it was for her it benefit, really, wasn't it? Exactly. <laughs> it was her. It was her get, getting it out. And then on top of it, after that, she went to work. She went out full time. Mm. And a mm. lot of that, I think, was because she was at home with us. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously, seriously. Wow. Every day, and so her views yeah. were short. But after yeah. she went to work. It, it really didn't. It, that really didn't happen as much, from what okay. I can remember. Yeah. But her fuse was still. Her was still short though. <laughs> Tell you what, guys, Miss Kathleen Lashley, her <laughs> fuse is like, it's like I don't even know, it's a quarter of an inch long. But Mama's, Mama's fuse. Mama's fuse was, was short. And that, like 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 Gina's pilot light that keeps going out, isn't it? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like short, mate. I'm telling you. But um, no, like that. And again, guys, this this is really a good a good analogy for perceive. You know, as um, the way Olivia sees it, the way that I saw it, um, as it were. And and again, for Olivia, you were saying that you don't you you didn't have that experience. But yet, still, based on what happened to me, you were laughing. Were you not laughing? Yeah, because yeah, I know. Based on what happened, yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's a bloody lulu. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember laughing as a child, but now you're saying it because it, it, it just rings a bell. But I see you, yes. I see you taking this slip. Maybe because it happened to you so much. I don't know. I see you taking this slip back. Yeah. <laughs> all of us, and it didn't happen to me excessively. Just say, oh no, it didn't happen to me excessively <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> once in a while. But no, it's 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 that sort of thing. And um, in regard to laughter, really and truly, being able to, um, at, at the end of the day, it, I mean, it doesn't. I, I I can't see where it's impacted me negatively. Because I can mm. laugh about it, and I laugh about mm. it as a fond memory, not mm. as like mm. how dare she. I laugh about mm. it as a fond memory, mm. and to that, it 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 makes me um, one realize how far I've come in life, and also <laughs> it, it sets up. No, it doesn't. It, it sets up this, this 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 chain reaction, and that chain reaction is all about me 
and life and life being good. And I remember this. I remember that. Then I remember uncle giving us that money, having the five pounds, and we went yeah. to bring change. We thought all of that was for us. I mean, at that time, that was, I don't know, five pounds back in the day. That might be equivalent to, I don't know, 50 bucks or something. And we brought candy mm. with all of it and yada, yada, <laughs> yada. And, you know, all this sort of stuff. So it rolls on and it rolls on. Laughter brings that loving memory of a good time and it inspires um, for good times to come. You know, and, and that's why I believe laughter is important because I, I do believe it's a part of self-loving. It's about it's about part of self-loving and ownership. You get to own you. When you can laugh about you and invariably, again, if you're anywhere and you're listening to jokes and stuff like that, you're laughing about you. The joke is the trigger mechanism, but you're laughing about you. And this is why people like to laugh. Because as you said, Liz, I, I truly do believe it is definitely one of the elements in self-loving mm-hmm. or loving mm-hmm. self. Loving self. Very, very, very important. Um, one of the things, excuse me, one of the things that you said um, a little earlier about saying thank you. When you are able to say thank you to yourself, for the good things in life, it's wonderful. Where life becomes extraordinary for you is when you are able to say thank you for the things that you don't consider to be good. And this is no matter how heinous they are. The things that you can say thank you for, because as I said earlier, anything that has happened in your life Anything that you are uh, engaged with, anything that you are engaged with, you are creating a relationship with, is going to impact you in some shape or form. But, but let me back up off of that. Anything that's happened to you in life, once you've gotten over your emotional outpouring about it, you need to say thank you for it. You know, on Saturday... I had, uh, actually on Friday, I had um, stepped off the the last step in the house on the stairs here and literally I jolted my back. And it didn't actually become manifest, that was Friday, until the day after, which was Saturday, and I was out. And I did something else and it got my attention. So much so that I thought I was going to have to call my husband to come and get me and drive the car and then... I sat for a little bit and I was like, no, all right? I I got techniques, I'm going to use them. So I did breathing, blah, 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 yada, 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 uh, you know, focusing energy, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the things that I started to do, I asked the question, what is this showing me? And it was showing me from the beginning, I missed a step. I missed the step, but I caught myself. So I missed the step. I missed the step because I don't usually wear my glasses in the house. And I missed the step because I went upstairs to go get something and I came back down and I had my glasses on. And as a result, they got those bifocalish things on them. And (laughs) I, I missed the step. Okay. So for me, I was like, okay, what am I doing in life where I'm missing the step? And this is, 
People will say people say to me, but no, you know, sometimes you just missed a step. No, 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 no. As much as this played out, I was showing me something. And I missed a step. I missed a step. So uh, in the in the car park, in the in the grocery store, yada yada yada, I was doing energy, and then I said I started saying thank you. Thank you for this experience because it's going to show me something. Thank you for this experience because I know that I have done something that's remarkable for myself. Thank you for this experience. And I, I was driving home and I had one more store to go to because my girlfriend was coming for dinner. And I thought, I don't know if I can hack it. I'm going to, I'll go home and let D come out. And I heard in my head, you're here now, do it. So I got to the parking lot and I was sitting in the car park and I was like, okay. I did a brief meditation and I said, thank you. Thank you for this. I'm not sure what it is, but I know that it's for my benefit. I got out of the car and I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. And I got the, got the trolley and I thought, maybe this is not so bad. <laughs> maybe this is bad. <laughs> and then I started walking around and then Literally, what came to me was, if you walk, you'll be able to walk it off. And I just said, thank you. And, that, and that's what I did. So what I realized, because I, I haven't said this to you yet, Olivia, what I realized was I have um, uh, started working on some of my projects. And one of them in particular, there was a big chunk missing. I looked at it because I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I was just, you know, tidying it up and finishing it off, and then I realized, this doesn't even make sense. There's, no, there's nothing to bridge. There's nothing that takes the reader from here to there. You just went here, and all of a sudden you showed up there. And there's no, there's no methodology. There's nothing that takes them there. And I was like, oh. And then I was a little vexed, because I thought, you just couldn't show me this? <laughs> you, just, you just couldn't show me this? I had to miss a step to go through all of this, to ask this question, to come to this point, but that's what I needed. And in, in truth and honesty, it was a big step, and it would make a huge difference in me expressing myself, and I'm going to say, in the way in which people interpreted the information. And so I got that. And so I said, thank you. And so now it's the process of, you know, moving forward and healing self. The other thing was I needed to take some more time out for me. And so many things came out of this, and it's a blessing. Would I have preferred that it not go this way? Yes, of course. Was I really hurting on Saturday? Yes, of course. But I, I'm sure that if I asked my girlfriend, she never would have been none the wiser. Absolutely none the wiser. And that's how I roll. I do this internally. I realize something external happened. For the internal, uh, something internally happened for the external to take place the way that it did. Now, am I always able to do that? No, sometimes it takes a minute. Mm. Did I do that on Saturday? Yes, I did. Because I realized that it was something, and I, I, I'm like, this is my body, and I'm in control of it. My body doesn't control me unless I choose to. I control my body. And so that's how I start my that's how I started the premise. So guys, in saying this, knowing yourself comes down to you having a conversation with self about self. 
This conversation has to be about you. It's not about what anybody thinks you should be doing, not about what you think other people think you should be doing. It's not about any of that. It's not about using somebody else's yardstick that you've taken somebody else's yardstick and you've measured yourself by. It's not about you keeping up with the Joneses. It's not because the Joneses are catching hell quite as it's kept. It's not about mm-hmm. you keeping up with the Joneses. It's not about you um, talking about other people in regard to what you really feel is wrong with them or what you really feel should be right for them or what you really feel should be done, um, what, what should be done for them or what they should do. It's not about any of that. You don't know them and they don't know you, which is why you can look in my face or somebody's face and say, damn, I never really knew that they'd roll like this, whether it's good or bad. I never really knew that they'd roll like this. No, you don't know people. The only person you know in this life is yourself. And so, therefore, it's about you taking that time to explore self. And this is done through a dialogue. Whether you sit comfortably and, 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 and you, you know, take a couple of deep breaths and, and, and relax and start saying, ask yourself, who am I? Who am I? And if you hear something you like, that's really nice. If you hear something you don't like, then you say to yourself, okay, who is it that I'm wanting to be? And I'm not talking about emulating anybody out there because that space is taken. This is why when people go out there and they try and sing and they're trying to sing like, you know, Phil Collins or Beyonce or Michael Jackson or whoever or what have you or, you know, be this actor or be this politician and blah, 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 blah. Why it doesn't work is because that space is already taken. So it's about you and being authentic. You know, it's about you and being authentic. Another thing, ask yourself, and I really do mean this, ask yourself, what are my talents? What are my gifts? What are my secret gifts? What are my talents? What do I bring to this world? Or furthermore, what do you want to bring to this world? Have this conversation. You know, one of the shows we did was about legacy. What is the legacy that you want to leave? And I'm not talking about, you know, in, in, in billboards, if if that's not your thing. But what is the legacy that you want to leave in life? You know, do you want to be known as the, the horse whisperer or the dog whisperer? You know, what what is the legacy that you want to leave? How is it or what does it look like for you to change the world from your perspective for the betterment? What does it look like to you? What does that feel like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? This is about you having a conversation with yourself. It's not about you trying to change yourself. It's about you trying to, um, I, it's about you trying to expand yourself, if you will. It's about you trying to know different dimensions of yourself. And more often than not, we actually turn to this when uh, things are going wrong. We turn to this when we have the, the, the years behind us and we can look back and say, you know, that was the best thing that happened to me. I didn't kind of think so then, but now I can see where it's the best thing that happened to me. So, guys, it's vitally, vitally important that you do the work. And that work constitutes you having this conversation with self. This doesn't have to do with anybody else. It absolutely has nothing to do with anybody else. So, Liv, is there anything that you'd like to add? No, no, there isn't, Wentz. 
Okay. All right, guys. Well, guys, I hope that you have found this informative. Um, how well do you know yourself? That's the question. And it's not about your likes and dislikes, all the things you can reiterate off the top of your tongue, you know, um, the music that you like, the music that touches you in such a way, things that inspire you to highest heights, knowing what will scare you to death, knowing what makes you laugh, knowing what makes you cry, knowing what makes you mad, knowing your dislikes and likes. It's not just about that. It's talking about beyond that. I'm talking about knowing you at an intimate level, an intimacy that is only born of you knowing you. Nobody can know you at that intimate level. That's between you and the creator. Nobody can know you at that level. I'm talking about you and your latent talents or your, 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 your hidden talents and your secret gifts, the things that you bring to the world, the change that you would love to make or what you would like to add to the content of the world already, not necessarily change, but what would you like to add to the content of the world already as it already exists? That's what I'm talking about, that kind of knowing yourself. And again, for the record, some of that comes from owning your life. It comes from being responsible for your life so that you are accountable for your life. Ownership, accountability, and responsibility, that is freedom. When you can own your life and say, yeah, I did that, yeah, I was wrong. No, I was right. When you can look at your life and say that the things that have happened in your life have happened for a reason and to say thank you and to ask, what, what, ask yourself, what have I learned from this situation? What have I learned from this situation that I can use moving forward to create the life that I want or to add a different content to the world? That's what it's about. So talk to yourself, guys talk to you so on that note guys I'm going to rock and roll um, yeah on that note guys we're going to get out of here I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn you've actually been listening to an episode of My Life My Choice and how well do you know yourself what I would urge you to do is actually to re-listen to this, to this particular broadcast because there's been a lot of stuff dropped throughout you know like peppered throughout and I urge you to re-listen to this again I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn and I've been your host for the last hour and a half and my co-host has been Olivia Lashley from London in the UK and she has been with us for an hour and 20 minutes and um <laughs> did you get that yeah no she's been with us for an hour and a half etc so guys again re-listen my name's Dr. Wendy Dearborn Olivia is a choice ex- excuse me an expressions coach and an artist as well as a healer uh, amongst other things And on that note, guys, thank you for listening. Love you, Cheryl. Love you guys. Love you, sis. And until next time, I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn. Peace out. We're going to peace out with Bob Marley. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye, Bye. Bye. I was saying bye to Cheryl. Man to man is so unjust. Children.